Thank you for listening to Changing Mission, a podcast by the Outreach Foundation. My name is Marcus DePaula, and today we are speaking with the Outreach Foundation's Director of Development, Dr. Mark Mueller. Thank you for speaking with us today, Mark. Marcus, it's good to be here. Before we begin our discussion, can you take a moment and briefly tell us a little bit about your background and what you do here at the Outreach Foundation? I was born and raised in a small town in Minnesota, Elmore, Minnesota. Grew up there and then moved out west with my mother and younger brother and and really had a wonderful experience there, eventually uh, going to school at the University of Arizona in Tucson and then entering into the education field where I was a teacher at the middle school level and then eventually in administration at the high school level. It was in 1993 that I answered the call to ministry and have been in uh, pastorate for 23 years. I had some wonderful experiences in the pastorate, five different churches ranging in size from about 500 to 1,000. And in each of those experiences, there was a significant type of ministry, and that was in the area of mission. The churches that I was fortunate enough to be a part of the leadership really grew dramatically in the area of mission, and that's kind of what attracted me to the Outreach Foundation. I really would like to say that mission really drives who I am and what I do. So it is very much a part of my DNA and what I often talk about with others. Marcus, about six months ago, I applied for the position of Director of Development at the Outreach Foundation and had the fortunate experience to have been chosen to help lead this organization in the area of development. It's an exciting time for me. I get to talk about the Outreach Foundation and our global partners everywhere I go. My task is to connect the global church with the local church, but it's also to work with individuals. We do have nearly a thousand people, individuals that I work with. We also have about 90 organizations and 400 churches. Wow. So it's a tall task, but an exciting one. Absolutely. And one that you find a lot of people that want to be engaged in the global church. So it's fun to be a part of. That's great. So as a church leader, you have actually been on the receiving end of what you're doing now at the Outreach Foundation. Absolutely. And that was one compelling reason as to why I took this position as the development director at the Outreach Foundation, because I saw on the other end how the Outreach Foundation helped the church where I was a pastor become even more engaged locally and globally. What do you see is the significance of mission for church communities as a part of the growth of a church or how just the church operates and functions? Well, for a lot of churches, I think mission is a program of the church. It's part of the overall programming of the church. But what I discovered through the Outreach Foundation is that mission is the purpose of the church. Uh, Of course, I'm not new in saying that. That was a phrase coined by David Bosch in his book, Transforming Mission, which is really a salient text in the mission world. But the churches that I pastored, where the Outreach Foundation came alongside as a partner, we really took those churches into a different area 
And the whole ethos of the church was changed when mission became the overriding focus of everything that we did. Your relationship with the Outreach Foundation goes way back. I think my work with the Outreach Foundation uh, started a couple of churches ago when I was senior pastor of First Presbyterian Church in Huntsville. Right. The second Sunday in August, Rob Weingartner, our executive director, would come and speak. And I heard Rob for the very first time speak at a Sunday morning service and was just enamored by his sermon because it talked about the deep and vibrant relationships that the Outreach Foundation had around the world. And I pulled Rob aside at the end of his preaching experience and I said, Rob, put us in that same kind of environment. Put us on the cutting edge of mission. Well, that was all it took. And Mm -hmm. soon I was on the board and soon I was traveling around the globe, meeting with global partners and looking at the church in a global sense. Mm -hmm. And then I just brought that back to the church and it just really ramped up in terms of intensity and what we did as a congregation. It was really something that was quite interesting to behold and a lot of fun to be a part of. I bet, yeah. And as you traveled and you experienced, you made these connections with these other churches around the globe, what were the specific things that you picked up on and brought back with you and shared with your congregation? I think it was the relationships. It really had to do with the people. You bring with you people that you care about, friends, they're almost family. I think of Ibrahim Nasir, the pastor of the Presbyterian Church in Aleppo. What a fascinating guy. You know, the UN said that Aleppo, at the heart of the Syrian crisis, really at the center of it, Aleppo was a part of the greatest humanitarian crisis since the Rwandan genocide of 1994 that saw 800,000 people killed in 100 days. Right. And Ibrahim is pastoring a church. He's got a family of three, mm-hmm. a beautiful wife, and he decides to stay as opposed to flee from the violence. Mm. He is a hero in my eye, but he is a friend He is a part of my family. So I bring back to the States, into my congregations, my love for Ibrahim, and I tell his story everywhere I go. But he's not the only story that I tell. Mm. I talk about Izdahar Cassis, that wonderful gal that ministers to people in 10 different refugee camps in southern Lebanon. Oh, wow. Izdahar. She is a Christian volunteer. But she goes in and works with women in birthing classes. She has a sewing ministry for girls 12 and under, a computer class, a music class. Heavens, when I was pastor of First Presbyterian Church in Valparaiso, she encouraged our congregation to build the first outdoor basketball court in Lebanon. And we now hold that claim for uh, a $4,000 gift, built a basketball court. (laughs) First Presbyterian Church, Valparaiso, has a basketball court in Lebanon. But how many opportunities for ministry have come out of that small investment there with the children and the parents of the children and all of that, getting them connected in with the church there? Absolutely. And so when I told that story to the various people that would hear me preach, they wanted to get involved too. People in the United States 
want to help. They see the troubles, for instance, in Syria every day on the news. They've seen them for the last eight years, but they don't have the contacts. Mm -hmm. They don't have ways necessarily of getting involved. And then you start telling the stories and you say, yeah, I know these people. Boom, it happens. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you've got a vibrant and engaging mission program in the local church. Mm -hmm. And the Outreach Foundation was the vehicle through which that happened for me. Yeah. And it goes back to these longstanding relationships that Marilyn has had over the years and not just the relationships themselves, but the processes to actually be able to get the funds over there. That's one of the things that I feel like is often taken for granted because to be able to take funds and say, I want to give this money and then send it halfway across the globe, there have to be systems in place. And the Outreach Foundation over these 40 years has set up these processes that are actually able to get these funds quickly exactly where they need to go. That's exactly right. We have ways to wire transfer funds to our trusted global partners in 37 different countries. But we do additional things. You know, we take people on trips, Mm -hmm. we let them show up and see and develop those relationships for themselves. We have ways in which the local church, through their mission committees and their minutes for mission and their invitation for global partners to speak at the church, just to help in the overall awareness of what's going on. And then we frequently find that people want to respond. Mm. Our goal is to help build the capacity of the church globally. When you try to do that, though, you have a number of wonderful benefits that come back to you. When I traveled, and I've traveled a lot throughout the world, the person that has changed is me. Right. Okay? I'm a better person. I'm a better pastor. I'm a better husband. I'm a better father because of those travels. Mm -hmm. It has changed every aspect of my life, but how much that compels me now to respond, we can extend God's grace and God's goodness to a world that is in desperate need. Absolutely. There's an opportunity for us to fulfill the calling that God has given all of us to make more disciples, to reach new people and bring people to him. It's just incredible. And not only is it a way of meeting needs, but it's a part of developing these deep relationships. Mm -hmm. It's an exciting world and anybody can participate in any way they want to. So if you want to find out more, you can go to our website, which is theoutreachfoundation.org, and you can find Mark's information on there or contact the general number or email. You can sign up for the newsletter to get updates on all the projects around the globe. And of course, you can donate. Mark, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks, Marcus.